Welcome rock and metal fans. Coming to you from the barns of Amish country and pastures of cows are those two bad boys of rock and metal. B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Bringing you the best rock and metal bands from the 80s and 90s and today. Playing and discussing music from the featured bands with special guests, interviews, contests and more. So grab a beer and turn it up. It's time for the Headbangers Vault. Welcome to the Headbangers of All. I am the B1 Bomb. And I'm the Smuts. What's up, everyone? Tonight, Schmutz, we get a special Very interview. Very special guest. And he even brought swag. Yeah, he brought some <laughs> t-shirts and CDs. I think he wants me to lose weight. <laughs> I need an extra large, but, you know, he wanted me to get my bikini body going for the summer. So. It's your muscle shirt. Yeah. Let's yeah. put it in there nice and tight. Who we got here? It's Aaron Winter Egg. Aaron uh, Winter Egg. Yeah. From go, the band Taze of Vane. We do. We do. Yeah. Um, Taze Vane. A little history here. The last band to ever play at Smutstock. Wow, really? that's pretty so cool. So we close the we close the show yeah. for you. Yep, that's historical right wow, there. That yes. is that's awesome. How yep. many was that? Wow. Uh, how many years in a row did you have some stock? Uh, four or five. I was going to say four or five. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That was the uh, biggest yeah. show we played up till that yeah. date for There's sure. A thousand man. people there. Oh, I know. Yeah. It was amazing. Loved it. So yeah, yeah. it was the start of something played. special. Well, sure was. Hopefully, I'm finishing sometime here soon. To be continued. You think you might bring it back? Well, in a different way. Yeah. A permanent way. Permanent way. Oh, you're yeah, going to talk to you about this. You're going to get yeah. a building. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah. So. Brick and mortar. That's yes. better than uh, yes. on the field, actually. Yeah, probably. it actually is. It floods. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Winterrig, take us back to the beginning of your career and tell us how it started. Wow. That's going to go way back here. So... Well, it's a good thing we're only 22. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man, it depends on how far you want to go back. Um, let's go back to the beginning. Let's of, go to the beginning. Beginning. Of your Taze Vane career the and how Taze that Vane all started. Career. Okay. Well, we got to go back a little bit farther than that. Why not make it interesting? So yeah, absolutely. Go I for it. Got to put a little humor in this. So, so anyway, I think uh, as a kid, I remember one of the first things I said I wanted to be was a singer. Mm-hmm. And also, I said, I want to be an inventor. You know, that sounds cool. So maybe mm-hmm. a scientist. Sounds awesome. Like, yeah, my mom looks at me and goes, yeah, you're not going to be a singer. Yeah, they, they make no money. So, <laughs> okay. so uh, anyway. Some of them make a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not very many of them. So anyway, um, yeah, my focus was probably more uh, athletics and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, school through my, you know, high school career. Mm-hmm. But then when I got out, I decided I was going to do music and um, with... Uh, no training, no background, literally nothing. I was like, well, what do I need to do? Well, I'm going to go buy myself some uh, recording gear, and I'm going to find musicians, and I'll just record them. So I'll mm-hmm. kind of be an engineer in the background. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I went to Sweetwater, bought a little four-track recorder. And uh, in this small town, I was like, well, who are musicians? And, you know, I kind of asked around. Mm-hmm. And that's where I ran into to Lots and uh, mm-hmm. Smuts, mm-hmm. you know. And... Uh, we got them over, and I think you guys recorded a couple tracks, mm-hmm. and uh, there were some vocals on there, and, and but I was like, well, maybe I can throw something on there, too, and so I throw a vocal line on mm-hmm. there, and the next thing I knew, somebody said, that's actually pretty good. Next thing I knew, I was out of the band. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I, I end-rounded Smuts there. The Smuts right. was right. gone. Smuts, uh, Smuts was, was the principal writer, of course, right? So... Um, so anyway, that, that kind of, uh, progressed into, uh, trying to write a little bit and then me and Lot mm-hmm. started working together yeah. and, uh, I recorded a really, uh, bad, like eight song demo of, mm-hmm. of literally me just banging on a guitar, singing just random stuff. And, you know, I, was, I, right. I thought they were songs, but it's really just random stuff. And then that's when yeah, you're uh, just starting out and, you know, then it just all comes together. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was so, just oh, like yeah. a puzzle. Well, let's say it wasn't hitting the top 40. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, and, and then I'm skipping over some of this stuff because there were some cover bands that were, we were kind of jamming with in, in that time frame. But uh, the, the bridge story is, you know, uh, Bones heard that really oh, our bad. Oh, buddy Bones. Yeah, heard oh. that really bad CD, and, and he, he basically, he might have a different story, but it was basically, you're my singer. I was like, oh, I guess I'm your singer. Okay. And so that's when actually I, I'd say Taze Vane kind of got 
Okay. Real. Kind of the humble kind, beginnings. Kind of, yeah, real, yeah. Um, and then uh, Lots was in it, uh, Gibson and Serez. That was kind mm-hmm. of the first. Like I said, we jammed a little bit before that with some people. Actually, Jason Anderson was mm-hmm. jammed with us. Yeah, and, remember him. Oh, my gosh. A few others. Uh, John Klipstein was playing drums with us at one point. Um, man, there's going to be some people mad at me for not naming their names. but <laughs> That's all um, right. But anyway, that's where it kind of started. We had probably, I'd say, at least three or four songs that we had you know, pretty tight. We, we had some, mm-hmm. some stuff that was kind of moving in the right direction. We had a, a show or two booked. I think we did mm-hmm. one in Indy. Now, um, was that with Bones and Cerez yep, and Lots? Yep, yep Lots and Heiser and then, uh, then Gibby. Okay. So uh, there's a good story on that one. So mm-hmm. at that show, uh, this was down in Indy, you know, the, we're, we're playing, you know, we're probably. This is right downtown. I yeah, do remember this. Tailgaters, I, I think. was there. Yeah, it's right. It was right by the Hoosier Dome. Yeah. At yeah, the time. that place. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it, it was awesome. It was, was a good there. show. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. To tell you the truth, I was, I was scared out of my mind, man. I, I was up there. It just went so fast. and It was pretty packed. It was good. It was a good show. It really was. Yeah, and yeah. so then in the middle of the show, I, I think it was like towards the end, uh, this is just, you know, a testament of how much of a rock star Bones is. His <laughs> amp stopped working, but you didn't. You couldn't even tell it, man. He was still, you know. <laughs> That's just, the magic of the Bones. He just looked exactly like nothing happened. He just went right through it. And <laughs> anyway, that was that was a cool story. I was like, man, that guy, you know, he's yeah. a showman. That was oh, awesome. Yeah, he's good. That's so, the Bones. Yeah. yeah. So uh, from there, um, kind of, uh, we went through a cycle of of kind of uh, changing out members and and. Uh, Finally, I kind of hooked up with what would be my cousin's band. So they came in, and, and we kept the name, Tazvane. Mm-hmm. But my cousin, Clint, was on drums. Uh, his, his buddy, Bob Hammond, on bass. And then uh, Seth on, on guitar. And for probably a good portion of the beginning, uh, my, my cousin, Eric Branster, which is the brother of Clint, he was in there too. So okay. that was when everything, uh, I think really started moving because we had a core group that was solid. Mm-hmm. We had the commitment. There wasn't, we weren't changing people over. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, that is, that's huge. You, you can't be booking shows and, and changing out, you know, members. Right. And, and not only does your sound change, but you're, you, you yeah, get that chemistry. Yeah. You, you, know? you yeah, use chemistry and, and also the discontinuity. Glue. We're talking about Taze Vane. Aaron, can you explain where you got the name? Yeah. We want to know. Oh, you know, yeah. we live in Indiana. Yeah. Geneva, so yeah. in Bern, Aaron's from Bern. So anyway, that's Matt Lotzenheiser is mm-hmm. the one that, that came up with the name. Okay, and he wanted something that that meant that, that kind of had a reference to home, but mm-hmm. also was I, I don't know. It had more of a meaning than just mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. some random words put right. together. Right. So anyway, there's an old legend in the area that if you drill a well in Adams County, you're tapping into the Tayas River. Right. So that yeah, was an that I was an, that. that was an ancient river that was here before the glacier came mm-hmm. through, and it went from Illinois all the way into West Virginia into yep. the Atlantic. So yep. anyway, when the glacier came in, put sediment down that that aqueduct or that riverbed is still there, and so um, he thought Taya's vein would be really cool because right mm-hmm. here is where that you know is the Taya's River yeah. vein is. So. Um, I love the story, and I, I I think that everybody that heard it loved it, but yeah. It, the the spelling is a little bit hard. I think that kind of went against it. I'm not lying. I, I think that you know having a name like Creed, something so easy, yeah, right, actually is helping. You, know, you got something like I can't spell that. How am I going to get their website? So honestly, I think it might have been maybe took, took me a long time to pronounce Adelita's way. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah we, uh, we actually played with them uh, at oh. Three Rivers Festival. Oh wow, yeah, I love yeah, those that's guys. one of the Schmutz's favorite bands. I love those guys. Yeah, they're, they're great awesome. and they're so, really nice. Yeah, so the uh, place that we recorded in New York, the uh, producer there was Mike Watts, and uh, he produced them. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. At least one album. And uh, that was the same studio that we, we recorded uh, Same Direction in, which we'll play a few songs off of. But. Okay. So this was your first album you guys recorded then? Um, no. Th- we did you have some three. demos beforehand? or uh, When was your first full-length album recorded? So it was in 2003. So that was, uh, we just self, you know, produced basically. We went to Sweetwater Mm -hmm. and uh, went and recorded, I don't remember, I think it's 10 songs. And and what was really crazy about that, I think that was the the album that actually had the most buzz. We were probably the least known at the time. 
but uh, there was a couple songs that that kind of I think hit a chord with some people, and it really uh, we had, I think we bought a thousand of them, and all of a sudden they were gone. I thought, there, I thought there was a lot of good songs. Yeah, they were they were album. purchased. And- and it was just like, holy cow. There was a buzz. There was I remember uh, running into uh, somebody that I knew. It was a girl I knew that was from the Decatur area, and, and we, were, we were playing at the Skybox, and I'm just walking in. She was not old enough to go in, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. and she's like, hey, I, you know, I got the album. I love it. You know these guys. I was like, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stardom and, was starting to follow. Yeah, and I was like, this is the craziest thing's ever happened. And then... I th- kind of think she was let down when she found out I was a singer, but that's all good. <laughs> <laughs> right to the gut. So uh, dang it. Do you have any songs you would like to play off, oh, the first off the first album? Oh, yeah, yeah, we we'll can. Something here we can play. Let me look here. Um, I'll play the song that I think everybody, I know this is Headbangers Vault, but no. this is definitely we, not a we, Headbangers Everyone song. on the Headbangers Vault knows that the Smuts has heartstrings. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. They, so they all yes. know this. I think this was the song that got the album really popular. We got There's there's a few other good ones on here, but I'll, I'll play this one. It's a slow song, so we're going to start okay. off slow. All right. Love it. did you guys go out and tour for this first album um is we never actually went on a what i would say a full-blown tour where we were on a you know in a van or on a bus right. traveling the country we played every weekend you know saturday uh friday and saturday and a lot of times we would try to do a show maybe three hours away and then kind of stretch out another couple hours and then Sunday drive back. Okay. We did that. We played all over, you know, Indiana, a um, lot in Ohio, um, up in Michigan, and we did hit Illinois, but really that was right. the core. When we went to New York, I think the plan was to, to hit a place, but it, it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. We. Uh, we were trying to do it on the as cheap as possible because um, you know we didn't have a lot of money at the time. Right, right. The life of a starving musician. Yes. Let the celebration begin with Case in Court. Lisa and her staff provide a wide selection of beer, wine, and spirits at competitive prices. They have everything you need for your next party, get together with friends, or that special occasion. Open Monday through Sunday, so stop by Case in Court. 835 North Main Street, Geneva, Indiana. So did you guys ever open up for any big mainstream bands? I wish I had a list here. We did. I wish I had. Oh, we we actually, uh, which was kind of a, I don't know, a. About a water and fire type of show, but we we did open up for uh, Soil one time. Okay. Yeah, we did. We were were peers. Okay. Um, That was that was fun. We we weren't quite you know to their energy level, but right. We went and had you know great time. I'm trying to think. um, I think you guys opened up for Great White one time. I think I heard we did. We did. That was in Ohio. Yeah, pretty cool. That was a that was a good show. You know, the funny thing is, you you think you'd get to meet all these people up in we they just don't even associate. Yeah, they're they're up there doing their thing. Right. Quite honestly, I'm doing my thing too. Let me know. Was Soil nice to you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nobody was. Nobody was. Yeah, I know those guys. Yeah, nobody was. uh, (laughs) No, it was good. (laughs) 
I mean, let's just face it. You know, there was there was a difference in level there because they were oh. out. You know, touring right. on on uh, mm-hmm. you know Ozfest and right. Man, we rocked the box really well. Skybox. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, we we also opened for. I'm trying to think of a couple interesting ones. Um, Blues Traveler. That was fun. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, band, if you remember, Sponge had a couple hits. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we, we opened for them once. Uh, oh come on, there's more. Adelita's Way, we said that one. Yeah, yeah. we Love played with them same, same stage, same night. In fact, uh, Mike Peacott, which I need to mention him as well, he, he was basically the, um, he served as, in like a manager role as well mm-hmm. as, as producing and recording uh, all the albums. He didn't record the first one, uh, but the next two he did. Anyway, he's he's really good with Mike Watts and, and he's well connected in the industry, but he, he knows uh, Adelita's Way really well. Or, oh. I love those know. guys. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll probably think of a few and they'll just, I'll just blur right. them out here, right here and there. Yeah. That's fine. But that's fine. Um, no, we, we definitely got it. We got a lot of uh, opportunities to play on some good stages. Uh, that's awesome. Probably can't remember just like, you know, cocaine and stuff that affects stuff. Yeah. That, you know. <laughs> yeah. All the alcohol that I've, I'm going to drink in my lifetime, I think I'm, I'm through 90% of yeah, that. You've made so, it through that yeah. part of your career. <laughs> okay. Dang it. So, <laughs> how many albums did you guys record with Taze Bane? Uh, we we re- released uh, three, yeah, and we we actually have one in our pocket, but it I don't know if we'll ever get to it and if it'll ever materialize or not. But we do have a full album in our pocket, and that's one thing that that kind of worked against us a little bit. We were always uh, we took so long in, in the studio that we'd have the next one written, and so I feel like if, if you were you know if, if there was a wave, we were always kind of behind it, like mm-hmm. chasing right. the wave right. instead of instead of leading it and letting that wave right. push us through. We we released three albums. Uh, the first one was Desert. The second one was Resistance, and uh, then Same Direction was the third one. So oh uh, three, oh uh, five, and then uh, twenty four. <laughs> He's getting mm-hmm. pumped right now. Yeah, about this. I think I think he liked resistance. He did. He did. <laughs> he liked that one a lot. So, did you produce any of these albums? So, the first one is basically self-produced. The second one, Mike Peacott uh, produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he produced both of the the second one. In fact, just a side note, Mike also mixed and mastered uh, the two albums that Gabe released. Okay. So Gabe Bailey, there's yeah. another reference for you. Yeah, we're going to get into that here a little yeah. bit. Later. We, don't, we don't know that guy. Yeah, you should know him. <laughs> He's our honorable judge every once in a while. Oh my gosh, I, I don't know that I've. I don't know. I've met a lot of talented people, but mm-hmm. that's talented. He is fella. so talented. Yeah, Absolutely, is. Uh, very authentic, great guy. Okay. Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, we we did have a producer. It was Mike. And he did a great job. We had lots of uh, discussions back in the day on, on, on how to take some of these songs that were mm-hmm. kind of raw. And he helped us get them, in, you know, uh, in a format, whether it, hey, we have to create a bridge. We have, you know, whether this song is too long, cut out half of it, you know, or, you know, all the things that needed to happen to turn it into a, a cohesive song, you know, right. like he would do. He had a lot of uh, good inputs. Um, he'd always let us be the creative side of it, though. So never took away from the creative side, but just really was like, okay, it's not ready. And we'd go back, work on it. And then finally we'd, we'd go in the studio and do our best to record it. So you got a track you want to play off your second album? Oh, something on the special? second one. Kind of want to hear something off that. I've something never heard the second special. one. special. Well, out of the three, honestly, it's, it's my least favorite. I feel like we... Um, it was our sophomore album. The sophomore jinx. And we we were on such a high from the first one because we okay. we didn't expect anybody to really, you know, I'm not going to say not like it, but not really to, to get any momentum. And then it did. And right. so I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, we got this. We're going to go create this masterpiece. And I feel like we kind of over, uh, overthought, maybe overthought it, yeah. maybe even tried a little too hard. And so there's some really, I think, good songs. I, I'd love to revisit or a remix or um, i think some of them just need to be revisited but i think this i'll just play the song that i think was the most uh popular on it that you know when we played live we always played this song so it's called long way okay
good. Love the guitar work in that. Yeah. yeah, that was one of the probably the most popular songs. Okay. And when we played it live, there was a lot of energy. We got yeah. a good response from the crowd. Right. So, did you enjoy the writing and recording process that went into these albums? Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's what I like the most is writing. The creative process is my favorite. Um, unfortunately, when you when you when you're recording something, you, you hear it in your head. And sometimes it doesn't sound the same as what you hear in your head. Yeah. So it can be frustrating too. You can be like, man, I worked hours on this and I actually hate it. <laughs> but at other times you, you work on it and you're like, dang, this this really came together. Yeah. Did you write most of the songs as well? Or um, did you have a writing partner? Um, we, we did this by committee, to be honest. So everybody played their part. We'd go in there and we'd just jam. Someone would come in with a, you know, a riff an idea and then if if we could get a you know a good melody a good story get some good lyrics in there and we got we would uh, put together verse chorus verse chorus maybe bridge that's pretty much how it happened and then we would just we'd keep everything and and track it Mm -hmm. and if it was decent you know we'd we'd keep it so there i mean there's a few songs on here that i will skip every day you know and then there's a some that i'll I'll listen to and i like yeah. yeah I, I have to admit, you know, being the person that, that was part of the creation of it, I, I really don't enjoy listening to my voice at all. You know, I don't. And, and there are times when I do, like, whoa, that was way better than I remembered. But there's got to be some time in between mm, I listen right. to it. Because as soon as I listen to it, I'll be like, that wasn't bad. I'm going to listen to it again. And then I hear every little thing that I didn't mm, like before. Right. right. <laughs> you know, so I, I can't say that I, I, I never enjoy it. But when you put your own album in, it's not like when you put that, I don't know the, the the offspring album for the first time, and you know, and that that was an album I really liked. You know, Green Day, and mm-hmm. and uh, I really liked Radiohead, uh, Tom Petty. I, I could name a few. You know, it's not like the first time you put it in, and yeah. it just it, it it doesn't do that. At least I, there are probably some people out there it does, but for me being the person that's a part right. of it, I just right. and that's what I'm I'm striving to do. You know, I'm striving mm-hmm. to put an album in that you I'm just like the best there is. Yeah, yeah, so, and yeah. so anyway. I've told people, you know, if you want to start hating music, become a musician. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would right. agree. Because you get critical on everything, and and quite honestly, a creative process, it, critic, you know, when you get critical, it kills it. You're it just, your own worst critic. It, it kills it, you know. Now, did you guys tour for all of these albums, or did you? We played not? out. We we never. I ne- I can tell you, I've never really toured where I said, all right, we're going to hit, you know, uh, fifteen dates, you, you know, and we're going to okay. on a weekend and. It was weekend stuff, yeah. Now, I can say this, though. In 2005, I think that uh, we did 105 shows. Okay. But they were all within... Impressive. Yeah, they were all within about a three-hour radius. Okay. Did Um, you have any bands that toured with you as an opening act? um, We had some bands that we would... It really wasn't opening. It It was more of a... We we paired with them. You know, it was a... You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. So we would say, hey... You know, we want to play in, I don't know, what, what was one of the towns, uh, like Columbus, Ohio. We, you know, we want to play Columbus. We'd find a band that was kind of like us a little bit okay. doing originals. And yeah. we'd say, hey, you know, we'll, we're going to get you here, you know, in Decatur. And we'll put you on the stage with us if you put us on the stage there. And so that was really how we did it. Okay. We, it was kind of yeah. horse trading a little bit. Man, I guess I could talk for hours on little things here, but you know, we we went. Uh, I started out as nothing but originals, and part of that I think was was literally. I'll just say it. I don't I don't know if we were good enough to play covers. You know, we were just doing our thing, and then you start working your way into. It, and you say, well, you know, let's play some covers and get paid, and then and then we went for a period where I would say we were doing. 80% covers and 20% originals, but we were playing any bar that was, I mean, we, we had no problem booking, you right, know, it right. was, but it was bars. And so we do the 10 to two. And so what was really nice was, um, you got paid, uh, the higher rates because mm-hmm. you're doing, you know, bars where there's a lot of people like the, if you're doing all originals, a lot of those bars, they're doing it because they, they love the art. You know, there's, mm-hmm. we played to, to empty houses when we do all original shows, but right. if you do covers, right. you're playing to people. I mean, we sold albums because we played, you know, 
crazy bitch by buck cherry really right. well you know right they'd be like mm-hmm. oh my gosh you have an album i want to buy it and and you know there's nothing like that on the album right but right. so what i'm saying is a good cover song people that would people would be willing to buy bring, stuff bring them in and then they yeah. get a few yeah. songs from you guys sprinkle a few yep. in and yeah get and so anyway that's kind of how it evolved into that and i'd say man we got really really darn good at, at you know doing the cover shows mm-hmm. leafing our stuff in selling our stuff then there was a decision, you know, so you, you got four people in a band. They, they all, you know, have um, the things that they, they're getting out of the band. You know, everybody has to feel like they're contributing, you know. And so I would say me personally, my voice probably fits a little bit more or a little better over probably something that's, that's not so heavy or not so rocking mm-hmm. but the band wanted energy so you know so what i'm saying is you get pulled everybody was being mm-hmm. pulled in yeah. a different direction i think where we landed was was better than you know if we just tried to cater to one one person right but anyway what i'm trying to say is that you know there was uh, a lot of push that hey we, we can't do covers forever and so right. the decision was all right we're gonna see if this works so we we went to doing nothing but originals again and then mm-hmm. we went from you know being able to well, getting way more than gas money, you know, (laughs) kind of actually getting a little bit of money to, to literally not, you know, those shows don't pay a lot for many reasons. For one reason, there's usually not as many people in the club. Mm -hmm, Right. Right. And then you're splitting the night with three other bands. Yeah. And, you know, you start dividing there and then you got how many people in your band and, you know, it, it was, it's rough. It's, it was, it was like, well, but much. Yeah. The good thing is we all had, you know, full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we we're doing it on the weekend, so it it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like we weren't paying rent, but you know, somebody told me that you know, I, I always said that, hey, no problem, I I've got this backup. You know, I'm working. And then somebody that was a little bit more of a, you know, I don't know, a realist said, yeah, well, sometimes the ones that make it are the ones that have to make it to survive. They have to do it, right? Right. Well, band's you know. done that. So anyway, that's kind of our story um, uh, in a nutshell. I'm sure there's more to it but (laughs) so when did you guys decide to call a day uh well that's pretty easy so um i would i like to say that the band uh delayed my adulthood you know um (laughs) they normally do so um yeah i I think i was uh, around 30 i I just kind of felt like we were spinning our wheels a little bit when you're so immersed for so long and that's you know i'm i'm a very a dedicated person, you know, and I just knew that that um, I'm putting all that energy in the band, and, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. my fiance at the time, you know, uh, very supportive, and, and quite honestly, that's I can probably tell you right now that that was one of the biggest things that I really appreciated was how much support I'd get from right. her, you know. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's awesome. And so, you know, and and it was basically. You know, I think that I got to start thinking if I'm if I'm going to have a family, and I need to start thinking about it now. So, anyway, um, got married, and um, we had our daughter Brinley, and she was um, basically a honeymoon baby. So as soon as she came, I think we played for about a year, and I was like, I can't. I mean, I either got play daddy or play out and so it was right. it was pretty much it was it was like i just can't and, and we weren't playing as much after mm-hmm. after that but still you know going to work some of you may know this i i, I went to you know i was at pfw so i got a purdue engineering degree mm-hmm. so you know in that field i'm supposed to use my brain <laughs> and so you play out friday night you, you go to work all day you you get in your uh, vehicle and you, you drive who knows how far and that was back when you know we brought our own pa to almost right. every place we right. mm-hmm. set up and um then you you would play the show you would tear down you'd leave that place I don't know, three o'clock, four three, o'clock four, in the morning. Yeah. Tired and running down. If you drove home, you'd get home at six and then you'd do it all over the next day. And so Mondays, let's just, just say Mondays were rough. You know, they were like, right. I was pretty much a zombie at work. So I, I, I was lucky enough to, to work at a few places that tolerated me. So you think of that and then you yeah. think of a kid and, and it, it was like, yeah, that's my, my focus is in the wrong place. And so I shifted. And so when that stopped, that, that was interesting. It was like I was so immersed in music mm-hmm. that when it stopped, it, it was like there was almost a flip of 
I, I was anti-music. It was like, Ooh. I didn't listen to anything. Ooh. I mean, yeah. I, I was talk radio, you know, I, I just didn't uh-huh. listen. To, I, I didn't listen to any of my music. It was out. You know, it was just right. like. It's got too burnt out. I am so, yeah, I was in so deep. And, and so that the family was the focus, and which was great because, you know, I, oh, that, that was, that's good, that was great, you know. That's good. And then I, I guess probably about, I don't know, I, I'd say about eight years later. It probably took me about eight years to kind of, I was kind of thinking of messing around. I, I was going to put a studio in my basement. I had the room and my wife, oh, she, she's like, that, we have this room. I want to use it for something. No, it's my studio. There's yeah. nothing in it. There's nothing in it. I know, but it will be my studio. <laughs> so anyway, about eight years in, I started kind of collecting a little bit of stuff and started messing with stuff, started listening to the old stuff and thinking, okay, I want to record again and get into that that routine. And the rest of the band is is pretty much i think moved on I, I i think there could be some reunion shows in the future but they're they're still out there um the uh guitar players kids are pretty young still right. uh, drummers kids are pretty young uh, and i haven't talked to bob in in a while so i, I may need a house band yeah well hey I, well, there you, you know go schmutz if if you if that happens i would be honored <laughs> you'll be the to, first to person like something call. i'd be honored to put something together and yeah, play that be awesome absolutely so Anyway, I'll, I'll talk about that later. But yeah. I am, <clears throat> I am jamming with some people now. They're, they're. Um, yeah, we're going to ask you some, about that. Your yeah, collaboration some, right yeah, now. Yeah. Let me let me go back to the story. So then I I was um, just kind of out of music, and my dad came to me and says, "Hey, there's this kid in Burn. It's like phenomenal." I was like, "Okay, you know." And then he's like, "You should you should help him out." I <laughs> said, "It's like dad." Uh, if I knew what I was doing, I would have made it already. <laughs> and uh, I was like, uh, and, and that was, I was still a little bit burnt out. And I was like, I, I just have no, uh, you know what I mean? I have no drive in music right now. So, and I think that, that, uh, and we're talking about Gabe. So mm, Gabe yeah. Bailey. And I, I, I think Gabe was probably in that time frame, maybe 14 or something. So still mm-hmm. pretty young. And so uh, fast forward a couple years, uh, Seth and I, the guitar player, we're, we're kind of, doing some recording and doing a little bit of this little that and um so the studio was kind of starting to get together and uh he he was actually going through some hard times he's going through a divorce and uh called me up and says hey let's go out i was like all right i i don't know where to go anymore and I'm eight, <laughs> eight years out of the out of the loop and he said well i don't know he, he didn't know where to go and so i said well i've been wanting to check out this kid let's let's drive to ohio let's check him out I was like, let's just go have fun, have, have a beer and just have somebody else entertain us. Right. (laughs) So we get there and, um, needless to say, I was just like, oh my gosh, this kid, he was, I think he was 16. And I I was just like, (laughs) you you could just see at that age, the, the, you know, the talent that he had and and how authentic he was. And he's, he's a true entertainer. You know, you put a guitar in front of him, you put a piano in front of him, it's way better, but you could just put a mic in front, in front of him. You're going to be entertained. He's just a good, he's just a good guy. Nothing. I mean, nothing phases him. You get him in front of people, you know, no, no nerves, just goes up there and rocks it out. So I was standing there and I I was like, where's there's Derek is running sound. I was like, what's I we all know his dad. Yeah. So I went over there and said, Hey, what are you doing here? He's like, well, my son <laughs> it's like oh my gosh face plant because i was like i didn't put bailey and bailey together right right and uh so i'm sitting there and this is all this is just kind of uh spontaneous i just told him i was like hey you know i i'm sure you hear a lot from a lot of people i've you know the band that i was in has done a lot and i can't tell you how to get anywhere but i can i know this i know what it takes to put an album together i know a lot of the the stuff that that would um, would help you along in that aspect, and and quite honestly, you know, as a band, we never had a mentor. I mean, everything right. we learned was hard knocks. Everything mm-hmm. was was stub on our own toe, right. I and mean, we just just a slog. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I can help him avoid some of this stuff. Right. And I said, look, I got a studio in my basement. Um, he's wrote all these songs, but being, you know, just him. He's never worked out all the parts because, you know, you got to lay down a drum track and then you got to work out the bass part and then you got to work out the guitar part. You know, a lot of this stuff was was written. It's just that those details need to be, you know, kind of fine tuned. I was like, man, come over to my house. We'll basically, uh, you know, track these. You can work on all the parts. And when it's done, you can walk straight into Sweetwater and be like, okay, here is, you know, I know what I'm doing and it'll save you a lot of money. That was, that was it. You know, that was the idea. Then I I reached out to Mike Peacock and I said, Hey, I'm doing this. You know, it's kind of, I feel like this is a, 
you know, I, I wanted to give back, you know, I wanted to be a mentor. Mm-hmm. And, and quite honestly, in my career as an engineer, the people that have good mentors are the people that, that move, okay. move yeah. yes. the farthest. Okay. So I was like, you know what, maybe, and I'm, I, you can ask anybody, man, I, I, I seriously downplay, you know what I mean? I'm always putting myself, you know, like, nah, I'm, I'm not an influence. You know what I mean? Right. But I was like, you know what, I'm going to accept it. I'm going to go ahead and try. And so we did that. And I talked to Mike and, and so Mike's like, really, this kid's good. I was like, yeah. So here, here's a bunch of gear. Next thing I know, I've got, you know, 25 grand worth of recording gear in my house Awesome! because wow. he just, he just said here, you're going to need this preamp. You're going to need this microphone. You're going to need this, 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 what do you, what's your, uh, you know, what's your, uh, interface? Oh, I ain't gonna do it here. Here, put this. And so when we were doing that, um, he was going through some pretty good gear. So when it was all said and done, that ended up being, he's, I don't know. He's like, this is it. I was like, that's it? It's like, that's it. So, and, and like I said, the authenticity of him, he, he wants it to be authentic. He doesn't want to go into, right. no, he'll absolutely go into the studio, but he doesn't want to go into the studio and think that I'm going to go in there so that I got somebody that can enhance all these things. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And trust me, the industry is, is full There's of that. a lot of that. Yeah. Full of that. Um, so anyway, he loved it. And, and that album is solid, you know, it's, it's yeah. great. And so I kind of thought that that was, I wouldn't say the end because we still we're, we were still in contact, uh, but he turned I think and he released that before he turned seventeen, and then um, I think he was nineteen or maybe he's still twenty. He said, "Hey, I've got another album, and mm. we're doing it in your basement." It's like, "All right, come on yeah, over." We, so, I think we've played that album. Yes, if longtime listeners go back to our beginning of our podcast, Gabe and Rocksteady were interviewed. Yeah. Yes. And we played that album. Yes, we yeah. did. Yes. So that was recorded uh, in my basement. Uh, so I think technically, I think I'm listed as a producer on it. And then uh, Mike Peacott is the mix, uh, the mix and mastering engineer on that. So that second album, I seen growth, and you know, it was it was like you know, it's that's what I, I want to see. You know, I want to see that growth, and I, I was seeing maturity in the songwriting. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always been a heck of a player, but you know, just the songwriting, mm-hmm. uh, he's great with lyrics. And he's a fair and balanced judge, right, Jerry Schmutz? Yes, he is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. absolutely is. Unfallible. Unfallible. <laughs> yep, I like him as a judge. So anyway, then that kind of got me interested. It, it kind of got the, you know, the creative Spark juices back going. In. So it took a little while, but I asked him to, hey, hey I, got, I got some stuff that I've, I've written over the years. And I asked him if, you know, hey, would you play the music? And so he, he said, sure. So we've got, I think we've got two songs down that, that he's played awesome. all the instruments and he, it, to my songs, but you know, he's playing all the instruments. He, there's some stuff that he's adding here and there. And so anyway, now I'm kind of working on kind of some solos. That's kind of, I don't know. I'm just working on my stuff. I don't right. care if you call it solo or whatever, but working on some stuff that I messed with okay. years ago that awesome. didn't really make it into the band. And then that kind of worked into the, I guess this is more, I got asked by somebody at work that just know, knew I was a singer, had no clue what I sounded like. He just, mm-hmm. he, he, he basically said, hey, you know what? I've been wanting to play guitar again. And would you be willing to sing? I was like, yeah, why not? And awesome. he just, he just basically said, you know, he's a pretty religious guy. I mean, not, this isn't, it's not a, you know, a Christian band, but you know what I mean? Some, some good, uh, good values. And he just said, you know, if you got it, if you got a talent, you should use it. Right. You know? right. And right. so, well, that's a good, good point. So, so anyway, he, uh, me and him started jamming. We're looking for artists. And I said, well, we can't find a bass player and we, we can't find a keyboard player. And it's like, well, I know, I know somebody that could absolutely the just walk in. And fill yeah, in. he can do everything. <laughs> and so I was like, Gabe, I know you got your thing going on, but you just come and just fill in until we find somebody. And uh, so anyway, that's kind of how Gabe gets, gets into this, this kind of group that I'm playing with. So yeah, Chris Moran is the guy that was, uh, he plays guitar. And then, uh, so I worked with him at L3 Harris and then, um, and then Dave Schnellbach is playing drums and I met him at, uh, or I worked with him at ultra and then Gabe and myself, and it's just a little four piece and we're just doing covers, but Gabe's got bigger things. This is not mm-hmm. any, this is literally uh, Gabe's doing a favor and just having a little bit of fun. No, that's, and uh, so that group is, to know people. is actually playing <laughs> at Swiss days. Yes. I've Saturday. heard that. We are going to have to check that out. Yes, definitely. All right. So I just took you to, a, I just went through this whole long story. All right. We'll be right back. Check out Spare Time Lanes in Burn, Indiana for all your bowling needs. Lance and his crew serve up a mean lunch, dinner, and Friday breakfast with 16 beers, including craft beers, on tap. 
brand new cooler and TVs for your sporting entertainment. So come on into Spare Time Lanes Monday through Saturday for some bowling action, great food, great beer, and all-around fun. And maybe drink a bush latte with the smuts. All right, we're back. Oh, rock dogs are active. Rock dogs are getting crazy at the Amish. What song would you like to play off of your let's third the, album? Yeah, let's do the third album. Let's do one off that. Um, I'll, I'll just hit the one, I like I said, I, I'm going to hit the ones I think that the most people like. So this is called Wash It Down. And drag me places off the map And rub it down with no decay And but it just won't kill the pain It's never gonna stop Until you give it up Let's wash it down Yeah, I like, I like this song I do too this is a, Never heard this one I got a story about it later. Yeah, that's good. That's like a like a I'm gonna say a mixture of tonic and some 41. Yeah. A little bit of a good combination. Like yeah. Yeah. You, you can definitely hear our influences. Yeah, those bands were pretty popular at the time too. Yeah, yeah. So I was at uh, at work, you know. Let's just say, you know, several years, at least five years after, you know, playing, and this this album was mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm at work, and and so I've never really, when I first started doing engineering, you know, I I was like, I'm not gonna let anybody know I'm a musician. You know, that was actually my dad said, hey, you know, there's, don't let them know you're a musician. There's a uh, you know, stereotype that you're going to be, you know, right. not very dependable and all these things. So, you know, I, I usually didn't talk about it. And uh, one day it came out that I was in the band and uh, there was a, a girl in the office and she says, oh, I would like to hear your CD. I was like, all right. So I gave her the CD and the next day I walk in and she's Uh-oh. sitting at my desk. I'm, and having, she's I'm like, having all kinds of thoughts. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> are you kidding me? It was like, no, track number seven, wash it down. I remember watching you at Pierre's. You opened for this band, and all I remember was trash holding my my drink in the air, going screaming, "Wash it down!" It was it was actually a pretty cool moment. I was that's like, awesome. Whoa. "Wow, you know?" Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, so people had no clue. I mean, I, I do have a little bit of a Superman Clark Kent at work. You know, I, I'm just so kind of. You know, I think you know. You get me off the stage. I'm I'm definitely more introverted than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, extroverted. And, and you get on stage, and you're supposed to be that. So I think that sometimes I wasn't always comfortable. You know, right on stage. Okay. You're but, the front man, so you're. Yeah, the you, you can't let main. it. Yeah, you can't let it let it show. I guess, but. I don't know. Being more of an introvert, you know, and right. you, you have, if I see video of it, oh my gosh, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so How bad. did you do it? That is so bad. Why did I do that? <laughs> Why did I do this? And, and yeah, but anyway, I think that's just uh, my nature. Last few questions before right. we wind this sucker up here. What are some of your most favorite cover songs you like to perform live? So, man, I don't know. I don't know. So the the guys that I'm playing with now, which is I love about it, is when I've been in any other band, we've always been rock. It's like mm-hmm. we're just doing rock. I'm always pushing my voice kind of on that side mm-hmm. of the, you know, like kind of more gritty. So with the new guys, I'm really enjoying some of these songs that they would never play, you know. Um, so Every Little Thing She Does is Magic by The Police. Yeah, I love The Police. I'm enjoying that one. That is, that's, that's a good tune. That's a lot of fun. And we, I think we do, it, we do it justice. We do really well. So back in the day, I don't even really know why this song kind of attached to me, but if I ever hear um, Crowded House, Don't Dream It's Over, it just takes me okay. back, right? To the 80s. So I'm like... I want to do that yeah. song. I don't care if I do it bad. And but actually, that, that's another one that's like you know that feels really good. So nice. you know what I mean. I'm, I'm kind nice. of doing stuff that that's that um, I wasn't really had the opportunity of doing. So those are there two that I really like. You know, another one that surprised the crap. And Gabe comes to comes to practice and goes, "We're doing Home Sweet Home." Nice. Oh, we are. He's like, "Yeah," because your voice is going to rock. And I was like, "No, it's not." 
and we did it. I was like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. So that was fun. Um, another one that surprised me was uh, Take On Me, you know, by yeah. Aha. Aha. I was like, okay, I can do it. So let's do it. You know, so I'm, I'm having fun doing things that, that are, that push me. I could see you doing some warrant. I, I have to tell you, I really, uh, I had a couple that I was trying to practice and we're, we're past the point where we can add any new songs, but I was practicing one. It's just the bands doesn't know it. And, and I, we, we didn't learn it, but there was one that I was, I was going to pull out just for you. I, I appreciate it. What song? It's their, it's probably their most popular slow song. Heaven. Heaven. Yeah. We're going to do it, but I, I really didn't wow. push it too hard. At the very end, he does a couple things that would have strained me a little bit. I would have probably made it work, but... Actually, he was originally a drummer. Yes, he oh, was. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. He was too afraid to sing, and he yep. finally conquered they his fear. A, they needed a singer, and he just like, okay, I'll do it. Wow. Great voice. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like Phil Collins. Yeah, Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I'm going to let you know we're not playing it, but I did I did mess with it at home. Yeah. And uh, I think awesome. I think... Um, did justice through most of it, but there is that that last at the end. Yeah, he, he like, goes a little high, a pretty high, little stratosphere. Yeah, and I, I mean, I could have probably faked it through that. And you know what? Hey, if you if you do, if you're live, I don't yeah. think he probably did it real good live. Maybe I not. Mean, but, I'm not saying nothing, Janie. I love you, R.I.P. My friend, but but <laughs> I, I, if know. I'm going to do it, I want to do it justice. Right. So that's yes. Like, you know, and that's something else, you know, uh, being a musician and being, uh, I guess you say, kind of a perfectionist, you know, mm-hmm. you do a, a whole set and you remember that one mistake. Yeah, yeah. Yep, okay. that's yep. part of the perfectionist yeah, in some cool. of us. Now, if you could open up for any band, who would it be? Wow. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> Man, you should have had some of these questions ahead of time and think about it. <laughs> you should have sent it to us. Yeah, yeah. Man, I don't know. I How about Rush? I do like Rush. Yeah. I do like Rush. I just All don't right. think I just don't think that uh opening for them I I think they would have they'd probably have scoffed at us and laughed at us. Uh, I would have liked you guys better. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> just telling you. Hey, they're thinking about getting back together. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yay. <laughs> that's good news. Oh, man. I'm trying to think, man. I, I don't know. I For the longest time, I really, really was into Radiohead. I liked their stuff yeah, a lot. Yeah, they got some good stuff. You know, because I'm into the, the stuff that's that's got a, a more emotive, darker side to some of the, you know, stuff's melodies. Stuff's on the radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. It, they, they were big. I, I don't know, man. What would be? I'm trying to think who we would match well with, and like a candle box. Yeah, yeah. we definitely would tonic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Know. We we would we would fit in pretty much any of those you know '90s, 2000, yeah, era you know bands. Man, let me let me think on that for a minute. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. I'm so, passing. So, <laughs> who are your influences? My influences. Oh man, I'll go back to to Radiohead. I think a lot of the the stuff that I really liked back in the day, I'm trying to think. Like I said, I, I listened to Nirvana quite a bit. I listened to uh, Offspring and Green Day. That was kind of that side of things. And then I had the other side that I remember listening to a lot of Tom Petty. Really liked, mm-hmm. I liked Tom Petty a lot. I do like Pink Floyd a lot. Yeah, um, I'm a big didn't fan. listen to them as much. I remember listening to the Eagles album a lot. Steve Miller Band album quite a bit. Okay. Man, I'm trying to think. I liked Oasis. I thought they did some great stuff. Yeah, they got some good tunes. Yeah, um, I didn't like them too much. I yeah, think they I liked some Oasis. good songs. <laughs> the ones that, that I liked were, I can't remember. Was it Live Forever was pretty good. I don't know, there was a couple that weren't so much radio. You know, not, right, not right. radio mm-hmm. as much. Bands that pretty good. people probably never even heard of. Yeah. But, um, I know. got into to Pearl Jam. Matt was really into Pearl Jam. Oh, he, yeah, I went to a concert with him yeah. to Pearl Jam. Yeah. I, I appreciated them. I liked them a lot. I'm trying to think of another band that's... The, the stuff that we're doing that, that's bringing me into well, the, the, st- the guys that we're playing with now and kind of taking me mm-hmm. in a new direction. I'm, I'm finding, you know, some appreciate like the police, the, those songs, you know, that we're doing that we're covering. It's just really, yeah. it's well, taking me to a new place. And that leads me to the next question. What are some of your favorite rock and metal bands from the eighties and nineties rock and metal bands? being so, the headbangers vault here? We want to know that so question. I, I don't know that. 
these are in no well, they are probably like i remember acdc loving acdc oh, yeah, yeah. i mean he likes those guys it was like it didn't matter which album you put it in you, you're gonna love it didn't matter which album same riff it yep, was same drum beat same, same drum beat you know same they, bass, they, they perfected same bass, same it they perfected gang it. vocals yeah. yeah but hey you love them it comes on the radio. You still you, love you're gonna it. love them. I mean, yeah. so groove to them. Yeah. Um, I really didn't get too much into too much heavy stuff. I, I, I don't know well, that don't I, have to be heavy. I don't know that I, I um, like it as much now. But I did like the Black album. You know when it came out. Yeah, sure. and you know, yeah. So did I. That changed the world, and yeah. we discussed that several times on this podcast. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the '80s. So. Uh, I remember the first song that I remember really liking, and that was "Living Our Prayer." And they are definitely not Bon Jovi. <laughs> was yeah. not uh, headbanger stuff, but I remember oh, that. It's, it, uh, that's played on we, Headbangers Vault. We so. play those guys all the time. Got a poster right back do. here. Yeah, I remember uh, liking uh, <laughs> Def Leppard. Yeah, yeah, that's another one of our favorites. Yeah, so I don't know. That's uh, that's kind of okay, that's. I don't have a, the breadth of uh, knowledge of knowledge that you have, but hey, the Headbangers Ball. Had trickster, had, yeah, they had a lot of different all kinds of bands, stuff on there. It's yeah. grunge so stuff. It's, some, it don't matter if it's the Headbangers Vault or Ball, if it's rock music. I mean, yeah. that's what we love. We so. veered off a little bit during yeah. the podcast in the past, sometimes in uncharted waters that were not too yeah. well received. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, sometimes. leave that in the past. Yeah. yeah, all right. Well, so any more songs you would like to play? So you, before you, were, we you were saying something. Before we went on the air about a song you wanted to find, oh, you said you had yes. a story behind I that. I do have a story yeah, behind it. I do. Are you talking about Hyde? Are you talking yes. About? yes. Yes. So that was probably the song that really got me into singing and kind of getting in front of people because uh, when we went and re- and I looked for people to record, if you remember mm-hmm. in the beginning, yeah. I found Lotzenheiser. And basically, it was, I think it's just you and Lotzenheiser, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Smuts and Lotzenheiser. And you guys wrote a song that you're going to record, and it's mm-hmm. called Hide. Mm-hmm. And we tracked it. And I don't remember if, I, I don't know if you didn't have, you had to have a vocal on there, because I think I, I mimicked it. But anyway, that was a song that, that kind of, I think, I think that that's when Lotz was like, maybe I should, you know, have him sing mm-hmm. on some stuff. Yeah. But that is probably the first yeah. song that, that we put together and recorded. And, and then, that worked into a few other songs that opened up the the opportunity for me to start doing some stuff yeah. and and I think you you might have had a couple that we ended up recording I, I just remember that one song Hyde I, I wish yeah, I, I had we, it me and Lots wrote like three or four songs I was gonna say yeah and uh, yeah and then you guys recorded them yep and then uh, yeah I really liked those songs yeah I mean I, man, I thought those were really good songs. I feel like I so, came unprepared. I should have brought. No, I should have brought hide. No, that's fine. If you got anything you want to play here man, before I don't we know end, I want to play, man. Just throw something out for us. Oh my gosh! But Winter, I appreciate that. That was fun times. Oh man, it was that great. was a long time ago. It was, it was a it long was awesome. time. Ago, the humble man. beginnings. All right, let's look here. Um, I'll play this one. This was also one that there's there's on the the third album. There were quite a few that could be played here. I'll play this one just because it it was um, it made it onto like an essentials in Fort Wayne or something. But it's a little bit more rocking. So it's called Every Part of You. rock out a little bit here man oh yeah last question what is next for aaron winter egg oh what is next um man well i think i am gonna put together a uh 
I don't know if you want to call it a solo album, but I am going to put together an album with Gabe helping. I'm also I'm going to bring in Seth too. I'm sure he'll he'll be putting some stuff on it. But okay. but uh, Gabe has is definitely given me the ability to to realize some of these tracks. So um, there's there's a really good symbiotic relationship there. I mean, I try to help him out wherever I can. I would say I am more focused on helping Gabe than I am anything okay. else. Yeah. You know? awesome. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in the background. I've, I've told him so many times, I was like, Gabe, okay, you're, you're going to graduate. You know, <laughs> you're going to move on right. to the next level where I can't take you. You know, I can't, there's going to be things I really ain't going right. to be able to do for you to, right. to actually elevate you any further. So he, he, he knows that's a good, it's nice out in the open, but I'm going to push as much as I can. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike is uh, very well connected. So I think Mike's the uh, logical, well, he's already helping out. In fact, uh, Gabe has a big show in the Upper Peninsula. I don't yeah, know if I saw heard. that, yeah. It's, uh, that's the real deal. That, that shows, that's a big show that I think as soon as we get him in his element, I th- don't get me wrong, I think all the shows he's doing right now are great. Mm-hmm. They're, they're positive. He's growing fans. They're great. But they're still not in the element of where right. he, where's he, he's at as a musician. So we need to take him and get him in the right environment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's right. just going to be fire. I think as soon as it's going to go quick, as soon as he gets that, you know, that people call it a break, but that opportunity yeah. to, to just an opportunity, right? Because, you know, it's really hard to be famous in your own town. You know, you're not going to be, no. you know, it's, it's hard to get out of here. Yeah. This so like the show, of, this is like the show from <laughs> you're stuck. <laughs> you end up here and you can't leave. So, um, anyway, that I think, I think that's a huge step for him. I think getting in that atmosphere is going to be huge. So okay. I guess me, I, I'm going to be more, I think I'm going to be more on the, the behind the scenes a little bit okay. yeah. i don't i mean yes we're we got a show coming up i think i will still maybe play out a little bit like i said gabe's gabe's not going to be uh in you know playing with us mm-hmm. forever no. so that's literally it's my hobby at that point and i'm going to do it because i enjoy it and i'm going to record and i'll probably put the album out well we'd like to thank you Winterig, for coming oh, yes, on here definitely, man. Awesome, awesome elaborate history Hey, man, I mean, thanks for having me. You know, everything that I, I've done, I really, you know, I look back and I do appreciate it. You know, it wouldn't change anything. Yeah. I, I do think that a lot of the stuff that I've done have, has, you know, set the stage for where I'm at now. And uh-huh. that is, I think, honestly, I, I'm, I'm really pushing gay. But, you know, it's, I think that the stuff yeah. that it gives purpose to a lot of stuff that I did in the past. Uh-huh. And, and so anyway, that's kind of where my mind is. I've worked with some great people and I, I man, I hope that. There's anybody upset with, you know, I, I didn't mention their names or this and that, but we'll be fine. Man, You're not over the years, me. over the years, man, I've worked with great people, had a yeah. lot of fun and, uh, man, no complaints. Awesome. Well, if you want to lead out with one more little ditty oh, here, that, that, let's do, I don't know. Let's try this one here. We'll do same direction. It's the uh, title track and the third one. It's got a good solo if we get that far into it. So, all right, here we go. Thanks, Aaron, for coming hey, on here. Thank you, man. Yeah. Hi, hey, I'm, I'm glad to treat. be 
Yeah, honored to be invited. Yeah. Wanted yeah. to have you on again. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know, yeah, anytime, we man. Talk about some bands or something. Yeah. Or... Yeah, I'll be a little bit more prepared on the. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I know a lot about our band. I, so I, I know just, a lot about other bands. I'm never prepared. No, he's not. I just wing it every <laughs> and I'm over prepared sometimes. So that makes up for it. Yeah, yeah. heck yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so everybody like, follow, share, check us out on Spotify, Podbean, and all that fun stuff. What Nikki Lane says. It's too loud. You're too old. God bless. Uh, nice. And we'll see you next time. Keep rocking out there, everyone. For listening to the Headbangers Vault, bringing you the best in rock and metal music and music talk with your hosts, B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Check us out on your social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you'd be interested in being a part of our show or advertising with us, please visit our webpage at headbangersvault.podbean.com. And remember, if it's too loud, you're too old. I thought I heard knocking. I thought I did too, but it's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I think we may have recorded a ghost. We did. <laughs> <laughs>